0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Mind How many of you know the battle begins in your mind? The best of you and the worst of you has always begun in your mind, hasn't it? oh, you're just imagining it. Well, we have the power to imagine. I believe that Scripture teaches that faith has a lot to do with your imagination. It really does. Because you, if you can picture it, and if it's according to God's will, you can have it. I believe that. You've got to imagine what you're praying for. There's been seasons in my life where I've done that. I said, man, I don't see it right now, but I have it. I, I, I've imagined it. I remember praying for my wife. I didn't know exactly who to imagine, but I knew God was sending me the right one. And she showed up. She sure did. And man, I'm going to tell you, it's one of those few things, few times I can honestly say that I had a love for her at first sight. I don't know that I was in love, but I loved her when I met her. And some of you are like, it's because she was cute. Well, whatever. (laughs) But I'd been believing God for her for years. Scripture says it's not good for a man to be alone. I believe stay alone, right? Um, So he that has found a wife has found. A Good thing and it's found favor with the Lord. So she was a great answer to prayer and I've had many other answers to prayer and it all started here in my mind. The things I was believing for the things I was thinking about. So how many of you know we get we need to clear our minds, right? This series is about renewing your mind. And last week, my last point was routine. Someone say routine. You can tell a lot about someone by their routine. I am not naturally a routine person. Now, we have our habits, I have my habits, we've all had good and bad habits, but I'm, the part of me that is a free spirit even likes to take different routes home sometimes, right? Even if it's longer, just so I can see different stuff, right? Some of you understand that, some of you are like, why? You go the shortest route every time. I like, see so you see the same dog you see the same cat you see the same ugly Halloween decorations during that season the same you know Christmas lights that have been up for eighteen hundred months like wow you didn't take down your Christmas lights hopefully they still work you just plug them in again in Christmas okay that that always freaks me out and then they're falling off right falling off the house some of you I'm not sticking it to you I'm just saying that just would stress me out. But you got to get to the place where you have a routine in God because that's good for your mind. Working out is good for your mind. Walking is good for your mind because there is routine in it. You say there's health benefits. It's good. It clears your mind. It releases uh, endorphins. It releases all these, these chemicals in your brain when you're working out and, and, and being active, yes, but it's also routine. Many social scientists have even taught us that even counting reps – while you're working out is good for you it's hypnotic it's it's routine say one two three but here's something else I was talking to a dear friend of mine yesterday they said reading the word out loud there's nothing like that they're going through a situation it's true you hear the word you've got to be able to get into the word to the point where you create a routine that works for you but you've got to do it every day I don't take a break from the Word on Sundays. You say, wait, Pastor Matt, you're teaching the Word. Yeah, I mean my personal devotion time to read the Word. I did it this morning before church. Prayed, talked to God, prayed in the Spirit. So here's the big point this morning, and I need you to see this. I need you to get this into your spirit, into your soul, man, forever. Look at the first point here today, and that is what? Read. This is always an argument, and I know, or a reason, or whatever. I hope it's not an excuse where people go, look. I, I have a hard time reading. I understand that, but don't give up. There's ways to get around that. Now there's audio Bible. You get the same translation. You can listen to whoever's reading the Bible on your smartphone, on your computer, your tablet. You listen to the audio Bible, and you can read along. Do you guys remember those books when you were a kid? You can still get them at the library, right? We were going to get Camila one of those the other day. We put it up. But remember, it would go, bing, it was time to change the page. Remember? Bing. Change the page. It sounded better than that. That's my weak rendition of it. But you can follow along. You say, man, I have a hard time reading. Well, you don't have to read it all for yourself For yourself, as long as you're hearing the word. You need to hear the word. And I want to tell you something right now to challenge your faith. Some of you are at a place where you have, you've lulled yourself to, yourself to sleep in this area. And that is you say, no, it's enough that I get the word at church. I want to tell you right now. It's good that we worship together and we get the word together at church. That's good. It's even great. But you've got to hear and read the word for yourself on your own, on your own time. You have to. You have to. You say, Pastor Matt, why do you put up verses so you know that I'm telling the truth? And we base it on God's word. And you've got to have time with God over and over and over again. Scripture talks about line upon line, here a little bit, there a little bit. It's got to be structured. You say, man, I'd do mine at 11 p.m. at night. May the Lord bless you. That would be tough. But whatever works for you, I I recommend mornings. Dad always used to say, you better do it before 8 o'clock because the devil gets up at 8. I don't know if that's when all the calls start coming in. all the pro- I'm like, I don't think the devil gets up at 8. I think a lot of people get up at 8, and man, the devil's messing with them, right? Say, man, problems didn't start till they got up. Well, okay, you need to... Before the battle, you need to be prepared. Every day is a battle, so you need to learn to read the word. Why? To know and understand. Someone look, look me in my steely greenish eyes today and look at this shiny bald head. Look in my direction and say to know. Go ahead. And understand. Say to know and understand. Yeah. Because you're going to need it. I promise you, dear brother and sister, you will need it at some point. Remember COVID. We're in the midst of everything. People didn't know what was happening. They thought it was, it was, the whole world was going to shut down. We're all going to die. They thought it was a tribulation. We didn't know. You had to lean on the word. You had to go back to the word. When you go through other situations. You say, man, I, don't, I know God has an answer for this, but I need to be able to get into the word for this. And re-. Well, how do you figure out and understand and remember that God has an answer to every situation unless you read God's word? You've got to know and understand. Let's go to Romans fifteen four. And start thinking, man, I've got to create a routine, man. I need to write this down. I need to have a list. I need to get organized. I like doing that on Saturdays. As I prepare for this message, God will speak to me, and I organize the week that's coming up. And I always make sure that one thing that is never up for debate is I'm going to get into God's Word. Look at this. Talking about Scripture. Such things were written in the Scriptures long ago to teach us. Someone say, teach we do not all have it all figured out. We don't. You need God's word. You need counsel. You need wisdom. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope. Oh, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for hope. Someone say hope. Say, man, there's something to look forward to. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe a little bitty light. But, man, there's, there's, a, there's a chance. There's a chance. I'm going to make it. I know there's hope. that The probability may be low, man, for this, this certain thing I've waited for. But no, there's hope. The Scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's what? For God's promises to be fulfilled. Can I get an amen in this house? If He said it, He will do it. It's just a matter of time. You're seeing things now in the news that are starting to line up. And it always has been this way, but they're lining up with prophecy that was written thousands of years ago. Talk about an asteroid hitting the earth in six years and all this crazy stuff. Is it going to happen? I don't know if that's the time, but Revelation talks about that. Now, I do know this. Apart from all of that, now is the time to get ready. Right now. You've heard the saying, there's no time like the present. Well, Scripture says today is the day of salvation. Why keep waiting? Why keep waiting? Don't put this off. Let's go to Psalm 119.11. Got to work on your mind now. This is your responsibility as a child of God. And you've got to be able to read the word. Look at this. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How can you hide the word in your heart if you've never read it? How can you hide the word in your heart if you don't know it? I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You may say, Pastor Matt, I just know a few verses. That's a great place to start. You may say, I know one. John 3.16, that's a wonderful place to start. Now build on it. I've said this so many times over the years. Get you a Bible you understand. Most of us in here, we do not think in Shakespearean English from 1611. The King James Version, nobody talks like that. If you talk like that, you're acting or you're kidding or you're playing around, right? Nobody talks like that. I beseech thee heretofore by the mercies of God herewith, and all these strange words get you a New Living Translation. Some of you say, man, I, I like it even clearer and more modern. Well, the, the, the Message Bible is a little too modern for me. I preach out of the New Living Translation. You see that? NLT. Get you something you understand. I'm going to say this and say this and say this because one day it will soak in and you will fall in love with the Word and you will fall into the Word every day. I've hidden your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let's go to Psalm 119:105. 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Now, these points this morning, I have to humbly say that they are not original points this morning. Usually my points on a Sunday morning are very original. But God began giving me a revelation and a rhema. Dad has preached and taught these, especially since COVID, but probably for years. And these are points that I got from Dad because he says, look, look at what we got to do to get into the word. So I'm going to go over these points today. Once again, I didn't come up with them. I have my own verses that I'm backing them up with, many of them. But I'm telling you right now, this is truth and it remains true. And this is what you call absolute truth. This is not relative truth. Scripture teaches two kinds of truths. Relative truth for certain situations. Growing your hair long or don't grow it long or wear a head covering or whatever. But then there's absolute truth that is for everyone at all times. And the word of God is absolute truth. The word of God, its principles, its morality that it teaches, the holiness. And look at this. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. God's word will always direct you if you let it. Don't get into the word for a week and then say, I'm giving up. I quit. It doesn't work. No, you got to let it soak. There was a lot of soaking yesterday. I noticed that. I said, man, it was, it was hard for water to drain. We went to, a, we have an investment property, went over there, and I'd never seen that much water there in all the years that we'd lived there before because water was draining, and it was just raining and raining. I guess it had been raining for a few days, you know, since, since Friday or whatever, and so it had a hard time because the ground was already soaking up so much water, but I guarantee it now, it's going to take a while, but all that's going to soak in, won't it, eventually. Just like the word, sometimes it takes a while. How many of you are hard-headed? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Hello, McFly, right? Let's get, get something in there. My mom used to say, oh, man, you have such a hard head. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Somebody say praise God. Let's go to Second Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed. See, that's King James Version, but I like, I like the way this reads right here because it starts off with study. Reading is study in the word. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman or workwoman, a work person, a workman right here, that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What does that mean? You know what this goes for. You know what this applies to. You rightly divide the word of truth. You say, look at these categories. Look at how God speaks about all these things. And that comes through study. You want to simplify your life and your thoughts? It's by learning and knowing God's will and his word. God's will and God's word are synonymous. I saw a meme this past week. I don't know. Was it you, Jonathan, you sent it to me? It's that, that crazy dude on The Office, Steve Carell. And he's, it's a meme, and, and, and I guess, I guess the, the, the girl is telling him, you know, and it's, it's a meme. It was obviously not in the office. I don't think they talked about the Word of God not once. But she said, I want to, well, h- how does that start off? She I said, I, I want to I hear God. He said, read your Bible. And they have these weird expressions. And she's going, and he's going, he's looking like, I want to hear from God. Read your Bible. I want to hear God audibly. And he responds, read your Bible out loud. (laughs) Truth in that. No, I'm just going to wait. No, you take initiative. You grab life by the horns. It's your time now to read. It's your time now. What I love about the story of Elisha is everybody told him, you know, your master's going to be taken from you today. Elisha said, hush, be quiet. I already know that. I'm going with him. And he had every chance in the world to stop following, and all the other prophets could have followed, but they didn't. Just Elisha did. And he saw his master depart to heaven in a chariot of fire, and he received from God because he kept marching and kept moving, and he did it right now. He took the moment by the horns. Right now, initiative. Today's the day to get into the Word and start reading it. Today. Someone say today. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. Simplify your life and thoughts by learning and knowing God's will and His Word, His purpose for you. So that's read. Someone say read. Number two, meditate. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Meditating ties into reading. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. That's just the next step in the process, really. Study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and what? Succeed in all you do. Let's go to the first part of that verse again. Study. Meditate. So you got to read it at some point, right? You got to read it, listen to it at some point, meditate on it. What is meditating? In the Hebrew, the word you translated as meditate means to murmur. You've heard this example before, but it's true. Sometimes I'm just mumbling to myself at home. Say, man, is he weird or crazy? I'm pretty weird. It wasn't long after I married my wife, and she goes, Baby, I love you. You're you're so fun and so great, but you have to be the weirdest person I've ever met. (laughs) And I'll never forget the day she told me, my eyes lit up. I said, Really? That just proves how odd. Right? How weird I am in that way. I was like, really? I'm the weirdest person you've ever met? But you've got to mumble it. Sometimes I'm just mumbling it. I'm just walking around mumbling it. Everybody, you you remember your grandma? Did she mumble while she was making tortillas and doing other stuff in the kitchen? Say, Grandma, who are you talking to? She's murmuring. The Greek, I'm sorry, the Hebrew word means it's to murmur, it's to mutter the word. You mutter it. Oh, well, mm, I told him. I do the same thing, and I'm obviously not a grandma. So meditate on it. Stay in it. Let's go to Psalms 1-1. Read a couple of verses there. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Huh. Or stand around with sinners. Or join in with mockers. You don't want to be there. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. You stay fixed, fixated, and focused on God's Word. Even through the toughest times in my life, I've done that struggling man you sometimes you feel like you're going through it and you you've been there and this is for somebody this morning you've been through such tough stuff you said man i was pastor matt i was struggling to breathe i was heartbroken i was disappointed i was i felt lost or i was struggling with depression or anxiety or whatever it was i was coming off those old meds that i had to take and god was delivering me but man i was having a hard time and you were struggling but i'm going to tell you right now you got to meditate on god's word through the battle Stay on God's word. Stay in God's word. Stay close to God's word. The Bible in and of itself is not going to help you if it's just a book on your shelf. Say, man, I'll slap the devil in the face with it. Okay. It's my sword. I've said, I saw a Christian comic one time, and a dude pulled out his Bible and hit someone in the face with it. <laughs> I guess that's one use for it. I mean, I won't promote or condone that at any time here. Violence with the Bible. But it doesn't become the sword of the Spirit until it's a rhema. The Greek word is rhema. It's, it's, you've been meditating on it, so you're speaking it, right? You're speaking it. You're speaking it. You're murmuring it. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. There's been times where I got up in the middle of the night, man, I was going through something maybe to get up and use the restroom, and your, you know, your mind's racing. And I'll just say, oh, Lord, great is my peace, for I've been taught of the Lord. I'll just quote Scripture. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. God is with me. God is for me and he lives inside of me. That's based on scripture. I just just quote something powerful. I just mumble it. And that gets into, so you got meditating, right? Mumbling it, just staying in it, stay focused on it. But now this is an outright speak it to situations, in prayers, or whatever. This is point three. Speak the word. Dad always says give voice to it. You say, but I've been murmuring it. I've been mumbling it. And I've been, yes, but now it's time to pray the word out loud. Let other people hear you. Let the enemy hear you. You, got, you read the word. You meditate. Now you speak it. Speaking it is out loud for sure where others can hear it, especially yourself. That ties into meditating. But look at this. Let's go to Matthew eight sixteen. also the King James Version. Look at this. Scripture says when they eat, I'm going to translate it for you, okay? Remember, we don't talk in Shakespearean. So when night came, they brought him a bunch of people possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits, how? With his word. He spoke out loud so the demons could hear him. He said, man, I've been mumbling the word. That's for you. Now you're going to speak it out loud? That is for the demons to hear. He cast out the spirits with his word and what? healed all that were sick let's go back to the beginning of that verse again he cast out the spirits with his word you got to speak it people of god you got to get to the place where you speak the word in some of the toughest situations of my life i can remember month and year of these tough times in my life where i said nope it's time to speak the word now i gotta i gotta do what i've been taught training is kicking in now it's time to do it it's time to speak the word to this situation Jesus talked about if you speak to this mountain, it can be moved and cast into the sea, but you've got to speak. Someone say, speak. speak. Uh-huh. Some of you have some mountains in your life that need speaking to, they need talking to out loud. So the enemy can hear you, so your situation can hear you, so you can hear yourself really well, you need to speak it out loud. Why? Look at this. Look at Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That is an interesting verse. I'm just going to focus on the first part of that verse. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can speak death or life. There's a big difference when you hang around someone who's completely positive and someone who's completely negative. Have you noticed? Get around some people and say, yeah, well, it's probably going to be terrible today. Remember, there's a guy at the bank years ago, and I, I remember this almost 30 years later. There was an older man, he would walk into the bank. Every time I asked him how he's doing, he'd go, hey, Matt, terrible. I'm doing terrible. <laughs> Always kind of threw me off because I'm naturally positive. I was like, okay, what can, how can I help you today? I was a teller at the bank. How can I help you? <laughs> Let's move on. How are you doing? Terrible, just terrible. That can't be good. Your mind's listening to that. You're believing that. You're speaking that into your your soul realm there. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. You're putting that on repeat. The power of speaking life is this. You set it, so it's put out into the atmosphere. It's starting to even change the molecular structure of stuff. It's starting to change your situation when you speak it. And then others hear it. And the enemy hears it. And you hear it. And then your mind replays it. So it's so important that you say stuff out loud. Did you know that actually helps me to remember things sometimes when I say it out loud? Because I can remember myself saying it. Oh, this is how I said it. I need to dwell on that. I need to go back up to step two and meditate now, but I've got to speak the word. I've got to speak the word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. On the count of three, I want everybody to read the first half of that verse with me. You ready? One, two, three. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Right there. One more time. One, two, three. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. One more time for good measure. You ready? One, two, three. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want that to soak into you. So important. The words you speak are so very important. Someone say, so important. This is a highly interactive sermon, okay? Glad you joined us today. Let's go to number four. Number four is, remember what Nike says? You have everything you need. Now act on it. Let's go to James 1.22. Look at James 1.22. Say, man, I've heard that verse before. It's time to put it into practice. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. I remember growing up, and teachers would give us tests, right? Right? Teachers in this room are familiar with that. Students are familiar with that. Everyone in this room is familiar with tests. Some of you hated the spiritual warfare test. Some of you are in the process of hating the (laughs) test. But you're learning, aren't you? Everything has to get tested at some point because the time comes for you to do it. The time comes for you to do what you've been taught. The time comes for you to do what you've been taught. You heard me allude to a verse a while ago. Scripture says, great is the peace of your children, for they are taught of the Lord. But that's for us, because you've been taught of the Lord. You say, man, my mom and dad didn't teach me. Well, you're here in church right now learning. So great is your peace, because you are being taught of the Lord. You say, how do I live that out? How do I act that out? How do, I, how do I put that to motion? Man, I had to do that this morning. I was going through some stuff, working through some things. I said, man, I've, ju- I've got to get to the point where I've spoken, I've said it, I know Man, whether I'm struggling or not, I've just got to do it. I get to the point, i just got to do it. And I am not going to sit on the bench and let life pass me by. I don't know who this is for this morning, but some of you have waited for the right moment, for the right moment, and it's been years you've been waiting for the right moment. It's time for you to get in the game. Even if i got to hit you in the head with the ball, you just be part of the game. I'll bounce the ball off your, your arm and get it to somebody. But you play defense, do something. Grab a rebound, do something. It's time to do it. Someone say, just do it. It's time to do it. It's time to be active. It's time to take initiative. I'm going to tell you right now, man, and God was dealing with me this morning about this. I can feel the presence of God. I can feel God moving in my heart. Because I'm a natural procrastinator, remember? Not with everything, but with some things. I put things off. Shame on us, right, when we do that, when we know we're supposed to be doing that right now. That's reading and meditating and speaking the word. It's now time to apply it. May God give us the wisdom to apply what we have learned. Are you with me? There's always a time to apply it. You say, is that the test? Yeah, and life is the test. And did you know what? During the test, many times during the test, the teacher gets quiet just so they can see what you've learned. I remember trying to hustle some teachers, going up and asking questions and asking all around it. And they're going, Matt, are you asking for the answer? I'm like, not really. I mean, I just want to, they're like, go sit down. We'll talk about it after the test. Always engaged people with my mouth, you know, talking, communicating, always, always. Whether it was good communication or not, I don't know. But you've got to get to a place where you finally act on God's word. You cannot just put it off forever. You cannot. And I say waiting till tomorrow afternoon, waiting till Tuesday is, is too long. You've got to get into the word now. It's time to do it and start to apply what you're learning. Right where you are, let's, let's take a test. You can raise hands on this. Be honest this morning. If something from the word this morning spoke to you, raise your hand. Just be honest. Only if, only if God's speaking to you this morning. So you're like, no, there was nothing in there for me. Well, I hope there was. But that means it's time to apply it. If God spoke something to you this morning, that means it is now your responsibility to apply it. Someone say apply. That's right. Praise God. So don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Why are humans so good at that? Self-deception. Speaking of my mom this morning, she had a good one. Y'all will like this one. She said, I remember I was a little boy. She said, Matthew, did you know each of us has a lawyer within us? I thought, that sounds good, a lawyer. He's going to back me up and defend me. Mom said, no, the lawyer makes excuses and makes reasons and justifies why we're doing what we're doing. The inner lawyer says, no, you don't have to read your Bible. You heard the word on Sunday. That should be good enough for another month. There's a guy, and I've already purposed in my heart, when he comes to church this Easter, I'm going to tell him I'll see you next Easter. Really? Really? And he'll probably laugh. And I'll say, God bless you. I'll see you next Easter. That's not doing it. That's not doing the word. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I know you know this, but you coming to church today isn't checking off a box. It's for your own benefit. It's to worship with your brothers and sisters in the local body of Christ. It's not just checking off a box. Well, I went to church. That's good. Man, moving on down. Moving on down the list. No, you are here for a purpose because you had an appointment with God together with your church family. Let me go over these points again, and then we'll pray. Number one, read the Word. Read it, listen to it. Whatever hybrid form of that you got to do, you got to listen and read along. you got to only listen. You're driving around town, listening. That's okay. I've had seasons where I listened more than I read to the Word. That's fine. But read here is so you can know and understand it. Get into the Word. Get into it. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't make any more excuses. Number two, meditate. Mumble it. Focus on it. Fixate on it. Think about it. Dissect it. Ask questions of God. In meditating, you can write things down. You can do what we call journaling. All right? Meditate on it. Number three, speak out loud. You don't got to scream, but you can speak it out loud. Scripture says Jesus cast out demons by his word. You got to be able to speak it. So at some... some point you give voice to it so you speak death and life are in the power of the tongue and number four it's time to do it i mean if not now when say well well, let's wait pastor matt wait for what i need it now when i get to heaven i'll have everything i need i need god's promises now before i get to heaven because i got a life to live you i've got a life to live there's so much so many things in your life that God wants to shine a light on, and that's only through his word. Your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. Your word. Your word. Your word. Scripture says the entrance of your word, remember, gives light. God's word gives light. Say, so some people say, man, I'm I'm gonna hide from the light. Uh-huh. Cockroaches run from the light. You've seen it, right? Freak you out! You thought everything was cool. Said, "Man, we killed all the cockroaches," and then you turn on the light and they scatter. They want to get away from the light. They know. Don't ever let any part of you be cockroachy. (laughs) No, really, humans are that way. Say, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. And oh, here's the entrance of the word. I'm not dealing with that. I gotta hide. I gotta split. We used to say that in the '70s. I'm gonna split, man. I'm out of here. Some of y'all say bounce. I'm gonna bounce. That's old school, too, at this point. Say, man, the light's coming on in my heart. I'm not going to let God have that. Let me close with this. Don't you ever, see, because you are the habitation of the Lord. Scripture calls us a house, a temple, different things. We are His habitation. He lives in us once we accept Jesus. Don't you ever allow any part of your life, your house where He lives, don't you ever allow it to start being filled with trash and stink and get rotten. You know how it is. You get into a beautiful house. And then you open the door in the kitchen. There's a pantry and the trash can's in there. You say, man, this has not been emptied in days. It stinks in here. You can't just ignore it for it to go away. Let, I'm, I'm drawing an analogy here. Open all the doors in your house to the Lord. Don't have any reservations. Let him shine a light everywhere and deal with it. The stuff that stinks needs to be dealt with. You say, man, I've struggled with that for years. It's time for you to not struggle if you will get into these words in this series of The Mind Game. You get into the Word of God, read, meditate, speak, and just do it. It's time. you got to start now, and you can't have it without the Word. Are you with me? Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes today. Mm, I believe you received God's Word so well today. I really do believe that. And I believe that God is working His Word Scripture says, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What is his good pleasure in your life? Number one, that you be saved. Number one, that you live blessed. Number one, that you have everything you need so you can be a light and an example and confirm his covenant. And so you can also help people. Jesus saved you so you can be a light to others and they can get saved. Let's start with first things first. Does anyone in this house need to accept Jesus for the first time in their life? You say, man, I have not accepted Jesus. I've been, or I, I don't know where I'd go if I died. Is that, if that's you today, if you've never accepted Jesus, raise your hand. I'm going to have a, a few questions for you today with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Anyone need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of their life today? Go ahead and raise your hand. We're going to pray together as a family. All right. How about this? You say, you know what, Pastor Matt? No, I've accepted Jesus, but I haven't lived like I should. I've backslidden. Don't you dare fall back to the world and stay there. Come out of, the Lord says, come out of her, my people. Come out of the world system. You are called to be separate and different and alike. If there's anyone in this house at the sound of my voice who says, you know what? I have not been living like I should as a believer. I'm coming back home. Would you raise your hand? God is working in your heart right now. God bless you. God bless you all over this house. God bless you. That's you. God bless you. Thank you for your courage. Let's pray this prayer today as family. And I'm going to do something a little different. The prayer will just be for those returning to God. Say, Heavenly Father, I've done wrong. Please forgive me. Receive me back. Say, I don't want to live as the prodigal son. Say, I'm coming home. I need you, Lord. Can't live without you, and I can't do it on my own. Please forgive me and cleanse me. Say, Jesus is my Lord, but I want to live like he is my Lord and my Savior. Say, thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you for cleansing me of all evil and unrighteousness. Say, by faith, I'm right with you. I am home, and now I will live like it. In Jesus' name. Real quick, I want everybody in this house to stand to their feet, and I'm going to pray with you. You raised your hands earlier if God has moved on your heart this morning. So go ahead and raise your hands again as a point of contact, reaching toward heaven, one song says. Lord God, I thank you for your people. I thank you for their humility. I thank you for their receptive hearts. Lord God, I felt it by your spirit this morning that your people love you and they want to know you better. That's something this church has always used as a motto since I've been the lead pastor in the English, and that is knowing God now. And without your word, we cannot do it. We want to know you now, Lord God. We want to know you now. So, Lord, as we draw close to you, draw close to us. We want to be examples and lights. And, Lord God, I thank you that light is coming into my situation. The entrance of your word brings light, gives light. And say, that is for me today. Go ahead, someone say, that is for me today. That's right. And we agree today, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness. I believe your word has fallen on good ground. Let it be so now in Jesus' name. Amen.